Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Joining me is Steve Oaken, the McClarty Associates Senior Advisor for our International News Week in Review. Steve, let's talk first about social media. There was a social media summit at the White House this past week. What did that mean? Well, I don't know if we could quite call it a a social media (laughs) summit because, one, it wasn't very social. Uh, (laughs) And, two, it didn't include uh, Facebook. It didn't include Twitter. It didn't include Google. So how can you have a social media (laughs) summit without the three of them there? So this was really almost Trump using the White House for his reelection campaign to fire up the base. (laughs) And and so it's part and parcel with everything that he's done, you know, since he's rode down that escalator in in Trump. Tower to announce he ran for president. So, what was uh, the objective, uh, stated objective of this? The, the the state objective was to show that social media is biased against. Republicans against Trump against conservatives. And so he invited everybody to basically have a early session of Festivus, right? Which is <laughs> the airing of the, grievances. The airing of the grievances. And that's exactly what it was. So what was accomplished? <laughs> Do we know? Yes. Yeah, Trump tweeted afterwards that I think he tweeted this morning that, that his approval rating amongst Republicans is now 94 percent, mm. um, greater than Reagan, who Trump said at this stage was 87. Huh. Now, the number I saw uh, that, that the last gallery up number on this for Trump's approval rating amongst Republicans was 90 percent. So astronomically high. And this this is just everything that he does is to keep that number as high as he can. And he believes Mm -hmm. that's his path to reelection. It's his path to keeping the Senate Republicans on his side. And so this just plays into all of that. The president has tens of millions of followers. And if we look at other well-known social media players who are conservative, many of them have huge, huge followings. So the argument that social media is biased against one side or the other seems to not really hold water with me. What do you feel about that? No, I mean, I think that there is a longstanding complaint and look accurate um, to some degrees if you go back decades saying, you know, the quote unquote mainstream media was more liberal, was more uh, as opposed to being uh, more conservative. And and this is when the media was really run out of New York, D.C. and Hmm. and L.A. Mm -hmm. It has changed over time. But those grievances that do have a foundation in history have been used to continue to uh, to fight that battle to inflame. And it's, you know, and it's like what you watch today, um, the difference between MSNBC and Fox. Now it's kind of out in the open. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, to be sure, Fox is now mainstream media. You cannot say it is not a mainstream media uh, organization. Uh, Of course, Alex Jones and some of these other uh, more uh, conservative voices have huge, huge followings as well. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on the social media wars. I'm sure that will be a a phrase that will be used more and more in the future. Let's talk now the... U.S. Census. There was a huge controversy that went back and forth and back and forth. Now I think it's forth rather than back (laughs) about having the question of U.S. citizenship put on the census, which occurs every 10 years. It might surprise some of our listeners to know that that question has never been on the census to begin with, right? What was behind that 
wanting to have that question on there. And we know now that it will not be on. Okay, so the, the main purpose for the census is to count the number of people in the states. And because that number is then used to determine how many members of Congress in the, and talking about the House of Representatives each state gets, mm-hmm. right? So we have 435 members of the House of Representatives. Those are apportioned by population. And it is not by citizenship of the population, but by the population itself. So California gets more members of the House than anybody else. And the smallest states get get the few, and then you get everything in between. So the more people in a given state, the more representatives they get in the House. And so what you want to do, if you want to be extraordinarily political about this, and you're a Republican, you would say that the states which have the most undocumented workers or the states that have the the most non-citizens living are the big cities like New York or Chicago or L.A. Um, And so what you want to do is you want to not count those people Mm -hmm. um, and then give more representation to the states where those people don't reside. And the theory is if you ask somebody what is their citizenship, that doesn't change whether apportionment takes place or not. But it may dissuade people from answering it all because if they would fear, if they're here undocumented, they will say, I'm not a citizen. They are afraid to say that publicly to the Mm. government because then they could get deported. But in the past, even non-citizens would be eligible to answer the census, correct? Right, because right, the census is about how many people, people are living in the United States, not how many citizens we have. That's yeah. the purpose of it in terms of apportionment of the House seats. Well, it went through the courts uh, all the way up to the Supreme Court. They kicked it back down to the uh, district court, I believe. And now, uh, after a lot of back and forthing, the president has says he, he will not push to have this question in there. But some say that even in defeat, he has won the day. Explain that concept. Well, the Supreme Court said when the the administration wanted to include the question, they said, you have to give us a reason why. And the Supreme Court said all and the lower courts all said, you've never you have given us no justification to include this question because it's not needed Mm -hmm. in terms of counting people. Then the president said, well, I'm going to use my executive power to do this, which everyone thought legally was an overreach, Mm -hmm. um, that he couldn't do it. But the conservative base, his base, right, those people who really support him are anti-undocumented uh, immigrants at, at a minimum. And okay. so they didn't want him to give in. But at the end of the day, he did give in. He, he said, we're not going to do this in the census. I'm not going to use my executive power to do it through the census. I'll find some other way to do it. So he's declaring victory, saying we're going to count citizens and we can do it through existing government databases. Now, the question is, well, if you could have done that all along, why did you bother <laughs> to put it in the census? So really, his claiming a victory shows that he was wrong in saying all along why it was needed in the census. Would this deter, though, undocumented or illegal aliens from answering the census questions, which could then still impact the outcome of the census uh, when it comes to districting? I mean, there may still be people who don't want to answer the census, but the the census is extraordinarily important to make sure that we, the United States, knows how many people are living in the country and where are they living. It's very important for government services. It's important in terms of the accurate representation in the Congress. It's important in terms of how federal money gets doled out. So the census takers will make a real effort to, they'll knock on doors if people aren't responding to try and get them to fill it out. And they'll make clear, we don't care if you're a citizen or not. We don't care what your your status is in terms of answering this question. So hopefully it won't suppress people from answering. Right, right. Okay. Let's move on to the 
Women's World Cup victory, a huge moment for women's soccer. And uh, Megan Rapinoe is now the sort of the face of women's soccer. Great moment for U.S. soccer fans. Anyway, I mean, I, you'd almost say it's a great moment for the U.S. period because they have or may transcend sports um, in soccer because this is now getting into the debate of, you know, equal pay. Why mm-hmm. is it that not only why is it that women should not be getting the same pay from the United States mm-hmm. if they're in the Women's World Cup versus the Men's World Cup, but why is it that women don't get the same training facilities? Why is it that women don't get the same marketing? So it's not a matter of do I get a check for $90,000 versus half a million dollars, which is what <laughs> the, the difference is today, wow. but it's all the resources that go into that. So we, it really is going to transcend soccer. It very much could transcend soccer and get into a whole equality debate, which is tying into a lot of the debates that's going in the U.S. right now. They won so convincingly that it's really going to be hard for people not to pay attention, I think, from this standpoint. The Soccer Association, for example. I think it's not only the win, but it is, as you mentioned, it's Megan Rapinoe. It's her personality. I mean, you know, she got interviewed by Anderson Cooper on CNN, and, you know, Anderson Cooper. Cooper said, you're not only the first female women's soccer player I've ever interviewed, you're the first soccer player I've ever interviewed. So it really is, it's going beyond that. That, and, that may, in fact, say more about Anderson Cooper well, and CNN than, than, than Megan. Right. But anyway. or, or the United States. Or the United, or the United States. States. Yeah, let's States, keep, that, let's keep yeah. that perspective. Uh, but it, it should, they're transcending sports. Sure, they're sure. transcending it. And, and now... American sport. American sport. No, no, they're right. They're transcending sports in America and the yeah. debate of, about sports in America. And now, how is she going to use this and how are her teammates going to use this. Mm. Um, are they going to, is Trump even going to invite him to the White House? I mean, he if they get invited, Megan Rapino said she's not going, and she uh-huh. said many of my teammates, maybe all of them won't go either. Mm. So this is going to be a huge mm. story. It really, you'd hate to, I hate to overplay it and say this could be a tipping point on certain things because we've been building to a long time on the equality debate, but maybe it will. Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McClarty Associates, thanks for coming on the International Week in Review today. Thank you, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.